Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with Jeremiah Stringer. As you know, the king of Kentucky backpacking, the guy who still doesn't have any merch, which is really, really confusing to me, man. I just got to be honest with you. Um, but we're not going to talk about that today. What I want to talk about is this past weekend, you got the opportunity to hang out with some people that you became very close to a few years ago. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I did the long trail a few years ago, and got this little trail family and I have only gotten to see them once since doing that. And it was, we're supposed to go to this music festival, but then it was canceled due to COVID. So I had to meet up with them separately and just do a little camping trip. But the music festival was, it was back on this last week. So I got to go, got to hang out with a few people that I did the long trail with. And, uh, it was up in Michigan really really close to the up like really we were were super close to being able to just drive across the bridge into the up we could have it was like so so how many hours was this drive it had to be at least like nine or ten hours then yeah we got home last night at like midnight after driving all day the entire state of ohio that's a beautiful state so they say the wind was about to blow me off the road but yeah (laughs) we uh we hit up the music festival and the way it was set up is you basically camp. You camp there all weekend, Friday, and then leave Monday. And so I actually bought a tent for Bridget and I, but I didn't know if it would fit in the campsite because I know you're allowed to have two cars per campsite. And I was like, well, if we park two cars in there, how much is left over for the tent? Right. And our tent was the only tent on that, on that side. Everybody else was camped in the woods next to us. And dude, it took a, it's like 19 foot by 10 foot. <laughs> it's, I'll show well, it. Well, here's the question. Did you have enough headroom? Dude, you can walk around <laughs> in there. It's a Coleman Sky Lodge. It's called the Coleman Sky Lodge cabin tent. I've got a tent. I've got one of those. I've, or not that tent, but I've got a, uh, a North Face tent that is a car camping tent that is like a six person tent. You can get, you could walk around in my tent. Yeah. My clearance in there is like seven feet. That's so, awesome. It yeah, I'm six two, six three, something like that with shoes on. So it's got a little mud room as you come in. I don't have any pictures of the inside, but I'll show you what the outside looks like. Ooh, look at that. Um, uh, so if you're watching the video right now, probably on YouTube, uh, you can see it takes a couple people to set this sucker up and it's pretty massive. Twelve person, three season, and we got to try it out. And I gotta tell you, man. I was glamping hardcore. We had a queen size air mattress in there, no pads, none of the backpacking pads. We had a comforter and the weather was amazing. It never got above like 77 degrees. Oh, some of the nights were incredible. First night it was like 55 degrees. Second night was about 60. I mean, you couldn't ask for better. It rained Sunday nights. We're going home on Monday, so that didn't matter. But had an awesome great time. Yeah, got to relive some of the old uh, long trail stories. 
that some people on here have heard so much about, but I had a fantastic weekend. Wait, man. did you hike the long trail? Oh, yes. I actually have hiked the long trail. Oh, wow. Have you, have you not heard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had a good weekend, man. I'm glad you had a good weekend. I'd say car camping is so far underrated, like way oh. underrated. I'm probably taking my kids out tomorrow night, actually. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah, just to get out for a night. I need I need a stress breaker. And one of the best stress, stress breakers I can think of is just get my kids out and go hang out in a tent. Like, it's so much fun. You think you could spend the whole night out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've done it before. Awesome. Oh, I kids, bet, love, uh, kids love it, dude. It's an adventure. I bet you'll get to take your six-person tent. Oh, I will. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to take the tent. I'm going to take my uh, expensive Nemo Stargazer chair. It's one of those ones that's like the hammock chair that leans back real far. Uh, I've got a solo stove I'm taking with me for the fire pit. Um, I've got an air conditioning unit for the inside of the uh, tent itself. <laughs> dude, this is what we call bougie camping. So, I'm jealous, man. Dude, I'm doing some bougie camping, and I'm not even embarrassed or sad about it. It's, it's happening. Well, summertime, man. I come yeah. home. And the tent was a little wet. I set it up today, let it dry out. Took 10 minutes. Yeah, it it did take like five or 10 minutes to set it up. But Bridget helped me, my wife Bridget, she helped me set it up here at the house in the driveway. And then she was vacuuming out the car. And I took it down by myself. And I was absolutely drenched, dude. Like sweat dripping off my face. Yeah. 90 degrees out there at noon. Yep. But it only took the 10. I was so mad. I was like, it literally took me 10 minutes to set this up. Took it like 90 seconds to dry. I know. Because it's so hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. No, actually, today what we're going to talk about are the annoying people (laughs) that you have to hike with sometimes. And we have come up with this master list of seven different kinds of annoying people that you meet on trail or you may hike with on trail. Or it could be you. It could be me. It could be you. That's true. And I think we both have agreed that there's one that could be me and there's one that could be you. So uh, we're going to get into these. And so, Jeremiah, I'm going to let you kick this off. Why don't you tell us the first annoying person you hike with on trail? Well, I will preface this whole uh, holier-than-thou sermon that we have prepared (laughs) for today. (laughs) This is all just in good fun. Hopefully, it gives you a laugh, gives us a laugh. Uh, we've and already been laughing about it since we talked about it. So yeah, so we're not we are making fun of people, but it's all in good fun. Hopefully, and if not, well, we may even share some names. Stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll share a couple of names. But anyway, my first one, and I'm sure everybody has met this person on trail. I call him the Bluetooth speaker guy, and. I know that some people, they like to play music out loud just whenever they're walking by themselves, and that seems okay. Or maybe they do it, um, I think some people are like, for bear protection. So a bear hears you coming instead of yeah. singing or hollering or making noise with your trekking poles in, in a highly densely populated bear place, then you could play some music out loud. I'm talking about the person that is just annoyingly always playing the music out loud, especially if you're backpacking with them. And you don't want to hear their music, or maybe you're just chilling at a, a little spot and somebody is almost ruining it with their crappy music. Kids do this all the time at school. I'm a teacher and they 
they put a Bluetooth speaker in their backpack. And then in between classes, the bell rings. And you walk around the hall to your next class. And then they're blaring this music that nobody, nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear your crappy music. It, it's funny because I, I went to Alabama with, with Crowflies Hiking, uh-huh. you know, Brad. And uh, we're hiking. And all of a sudden, off in the distance, we hear Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. You know that song? <laughs> it's a group yeah. of Boy Scouts. And one of them is carrying a boombox. I'm not even joking with you. It wasn't even a Bluetooth speaker. It was a boombox blaring that song. I, I wanted to be mad, but it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen in my life. A bunch of teenagers playing that song, hiking down a hiking trail. <laughs> so, but We're, yeah, some people, man, turn the, turn the music off. If it's loud enough that you can hear it, it's not going to bother everybody else. It's one thing, but man... I hate it when I'm when I'm at work. We live right off the we work right off the street, and when people drive by with their cars blaring their music, and it literally rattles my window. Yeah, for some reason, I feel so cool whenever I'm in my vehicle and I got the subwoofer turned up and I'm listening to music. But it's always the exact opposite whenever I'm outside the vehicle and I'm like working or walking. Yeah, that guy's really cool, huh? But then that guy's me. Well, our, our number two guy on this list, and this is a good one because you are not this guy, Jeremiah. I mean, this is the opposite. This is the early morning. Let's get going, guy. This is the guy who he's up at the crack of dawn, and he's already eaten his breakfast, gotten more water, filtered more water. He's got all of his stuff tore down, and he is ready to hike within twenty minutes of waking up. <laughs> yeah, he's always aggravating you to and, get and up. He's making fun of you because you're not ready within 22 minutes, you know, and and when you get on trail, that guy is like gone. Like he starts out with you and then he just kind of disappears and you see him at camp later that day. Um, You know what I'm talking about? You've met these guys, right? I've met a few and I always feel so bad for them because a lot of times they will have everything packed up, ready to go. And then we're we're almost ready to leave camp. And then I say, oh, I got to poop. <laughs> and then then they had to keep waiting on me no not only were they awake and packed up before i even got up they have everything ready to go and they've been sitting there waiting on me they've cooked their breakfast and everything and here i am right before we are ready to walk out having to poop but you know it's one of those things you can't help it you know there's one guy that rem- that kind of is reminiscent of this i wouldn't oh, yeah. say he's exactly this guy but he has he has undertones of this guy. Is that fair to say? Sure. That would be my buddy Jeremy LaCroix. Oh, he's got a YouTube channel. And Jeremy's awesome. Great guy. He's got a great channel, Midwest Backpacker. Um, but that guy, when he gets up in the morning, he's ready to go. Like when, And when he gets packed and he hits the trail, usually he'll hike with you for a little bit, and then he's gone. You just don't see him. You know yeah. what I mean? He, like, was, he was leader of the pack in the Smokies. And I was like, he's smart. Cause I remember one place we camped at, I was like, I wish I was the first person here. And because he had the perfect spot is down by the river in between two perfectly spaced trees. He looked so comfortable in his hammock. You know, he was already setting up. And then Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, and I were rolling up, of course, late after hiking all day. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, man, I'm so jealous of Jeremy right now. Well, and, and in Jeremy's defense, the dude's in crazy, he's in crazy, credible, incredible shape. Like that yeah. dude is a hiking beast. He really is. 
he's a good follow on Instagram. Yeah. He's always but, doing stuff. Yeah, but you can't keep up with him. I mean, once he's gone, he's gone. You know, I remember we did uh, Pictured Rocks last year, and we we hiked, and he just disappeared. He was gone. And then a, a little bit later, we come up on the beach, and he's just sitting there by himself, chilling <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it, man. I mean, it's how he likes to hike, man. Hike your own hike, right? But uh, but there are some guys who can be flat out annoying about it. And uh, Jeremy's not one of those annoying guys, but that dude can get up and get going. I will say that. All right. I have the third guy on our list, and that is the prank guy. Oh, the prank guy. Oh, man. This now you can take it. You could take it too far, and I'm uh, I'm going to name drop here too, and he has not taken it too far. Except I know who it is already. I know who this is going to be. You don't have to tell me. I already know. <laughs> he 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 almost took it too far, turning me into the corn dog. Whenever he <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> for those who are listening right now, if you didn't hear last week's episode, please go back and listen to that. There's a hilarious story about facial hair and. Jer- Jeremiah looking like someone who works at a carny at a carnival. So uh go ahead, man. You had to check that out. But the short is uh Miyagi on the trail. Uh, that's his YouTube channel. Uh Miyagi, he's always doing these pranks. Like he put this smoky strip together that I just mentioned that Jeremy was on, and he would like tie sticks through my backpack, like uh whenever it's sitting there. Or he so whenever we we're in South Dakota. He kept on putting rocks in my bag. And I found like an entire gallon Ziploc of pine cones that were in <laughs> my food bag. He's just trying to get you stuff to make tea. That's all. It, yeah. He's very kind. He he put a rock in the bottom of Jason's backpack and he knocked <laughs> with it all day. You know, our backpacks are already 30, 35 pounds. So, how does it get in there? How do you guys not find this stuff? Well, I started checking my backpack every time that, like, if I. So I remember the the day after we hit Rushmore, Mount Rushmore, we were packed up, ready to go. I had to go poop, of course. And then I come back and I was like, I'm going to look through my backpack. And that's whenever I found like pine cones, there's rocks in there. He had taken some poop that he found on the ground, wrapped it up in some leaves and stuck it behind my back pad. There's poop. Poop. Was it in like a Ziploc or anything? Now it's wrapped up in some fresh green leaves. Oh, that's awful. I know. See, I'm telling you, he's the prank guy. Woo. He loves that's... he loves to prank. Tried to pants me. Joke was on him. Had my shorts tied. <laughs> Every time I'd speak that. I know who I'm working with here. I know uh, who I'm working with. Obviously, you do, man. Obviously, so, you do. The prank guy. Did he throw uh, he threw a he threw a horseshoe at me once? Um on purpose? Yeah. It almost killed me. Oh, my God. Was he aiming for your head? And then after it missed me, he goes, dang it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Actually, that yeah. last part I made up. But uh, he was uh, we were out at Grayson Highlands down in Virginia, and uh, he found a horseshoe laying on the ground, just threw it towards me and uh, Hunter from Hunter's Trip. Uh-huh. So yeah, he he threw it right at like went right between the two of us. We just kind of looked at each other and looked at him, and he just like starts laughing because you know that's what he does. <laughs> well, we're all having a good time. With oh, him. absolutely. He's, he's never taken it too far with me. Uh, he did wake me up 
by playing a, a call right next to my head, like a, a dying hare or a wolf howling or <laughs> things like that right next to my head in the hammock at 5 a.m. That was very annoying. I was yelling at him because I had an alarm set for 15 minutes later. But yeah, I consider him one of the prank guys. He's not annoying to hike with at all. He's a no, lot of fun. No. I, I love seeing him and getting to meet up with him and backpack with him. But, he's, also, he's also a strong hiker. Oh, yeah. He'll run. He's a strong run. hiker. Yeah. Anybody trying to set FKTs is typically uh, an all-in kind of guy. Well, and he um, he's one of those guys who videos everything while he's out on trail. Uh, so he's he's ahead of you. He's behind you. He's to the side of you. And he's running the whole time. Like, I don't know how he does. I don't know where he gets the energy from, man. But, man, he's all over the place. It's impressive. Yeah, I don't know either. It's insane. Yeah, it is. Well, the next guy on our list, or girl. We don't want to be, you know, sexist or anything here. But uh, the next person on our list is check out my gear guy, a.k.a. the one-upper. <laughs> the one-upper. This is the guy where you're excited about, like, a new backpack you got or a new, like, coffee thing or you got a new chair or whatever. And when you tell them, immediately they have to tell you just how much better the thing is they've got or how much cooler the thing is they got or how much more expensive theirs is. Um, I've only hiked with a few people like that, and I won't name people on this one because I was really annoyed by it, to be completely honest with you. Well, you usually uh, don't hike with them much more. What's that? I so say you usually don't hike with them that much more. No, no. Like, th there's nothing worse than people just bragging on their stuff that they have, and the only reason they're doing it is because you're excited and you tell them about this new piece of gear you got. So that guy, that guy's not in every camp, but it seems like he pops up every once in a while. And of all of these, he might be the most annoying one. That's true. Glancing over the list, I think that I'm pretty sure that that takes the cake on the most annoying. And it's not, it transcends backpacking, right? Oh, these yeah. People, <laughs> these people aren't just backpackers. Everybody's got that one buddy that you're like, ah, God, I got to talk to Brian or whatever. <laughs> uh, I got to talk to Jason Waugh again. I mean, wait a second. Wait, wait. I didn't mean that. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Jason yeah. is definitely not that guy. No, absolutely not. But, yeah, the the one-upper, the it, it's, not, it's not always the worst thing, this guy, if they're not a one-upper. Because you learn a lot of new cool gear that yeah. actually could be better than yours. Might be a little bit more expensive, but a lot of people like to show off their gear. I mean, I love anytime I'm excited and I get a new piece of gear, I love showing my friends, be like, dude, you're never going to believe this. Check this out. They got yeah. this now. And also, let me add something to that. I found Ooh. out I found out that the quick draw it solves two problems that I didn't even think about or that I kept considering, but I didn't even think about looking it up or anything. Yeah. So oh, you finally I, got one. I've been using the quick draw on like my last six or seven trips. See, I love that filter. It has, I didn't know that it was cleanable. This is totally my fault. Yep. I didn't read the directions whatsoever. I literally took it out of the box and was like, oh, I don't need this anymore and threw that in the trash and then like just started using it. I didn't know that it was back flushable or cleanable. Mm -hmm. So apparently you can fill up the bag and slosh it around um, after it's on the dirty side, or you can 
like force water back through the clean side. Yeah. But I don't know if like I'm right now drinking out of a smart water bottle. Okay? Well, the, the way you do it is you use your smart, smart water bottle, your smart water bottle, um, your smart water bottle, and you can just push, especially if it's a sports end, you can push it right up against it and it seals. Okay. So then you can squeeze it. The sport end on the smart water bottle will fit inside of the other lid. I believe so. I believe so. And even if you're not using that, you can use the regular size and that will seal up against it as well. Okay. Well, I need to do that because mine is definitely slowing down because I haven't cleaned it at all since I got it. Yeah. Well, I did when I went to, um, when I went to North Carolina a few weeks ago, or I guess a couple months ago now, um, Grayson Highlands, not Grayson Highlands. What was it? The, the gorge, the, which one? Lindell Gorge. Yeah. Lindell Gorge. When I was down there, the only water I could get water out of was this really gross pond. I mean, it was, it was gross, man. Like I got the water out and I've got video of it somewhere. So I'm, I'll have to pull it up at some point, but the water in the bag was green and there were <laughs> things floating in it. And I think there were some bugs in there and stuff, that's but, that's, but that's what I had. Right. That's, uh-huh. that's all. That's all I could do. It filtered the water. Um, it did jam it up a little bit, but it was able, I was able to clean it out because what you were saying, like, um, I only needed water that night. I didn't have to get it the next day, which worked out because of the way we were doing our trip. Uh-huh. And, uh, so I got home and I just put clean water in the bag, shook it up. And I just watched the stuff come out of the inside of it. Well, that's what I need to do. I never cleaned it. Yeah, it, it really works well. And, and what's great about it too is, uh, you can put it in your bed with you at night or your, your pad with you at night or your hammock. And, uh, you don't have to worry about it leaking everywhere because it seals. Yeah. And I didn't know that it had threads on the inside of the dirty side. So I could have been using this other, this other stuff that I have with it instead of like transferring water over into, um, the, the bladder that comes with it. So, yep, that was totally on me. And I never would have known if, one of my buddies hadn't been telling me about the quick draw and thinking about getting it and that kind of thing. So the, the, let me share, see, what do we call it? Check, Check out, out my, my gear, gear guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's not the worst thing, but no, it's only I when it becomes the one upper. Yeah. The one upper. That's a step too far. Yes. Hey, my next one is the everything but the kitchen sink guy, <laughs> but, and that's fine because I can, yeah. Well, I uh, love that guy because he brings stuff that I get to use. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. you know, honestly, we've talked about this before. I think Miyagi is a little bit of an everything but the kitchen sink guy. But the thing is, somehow his pack only weighs four pounds. Well, I think it's half of everything. It's witchcraft. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's black magic. I, we talked about that last week, so I'm not going to get into that again. That's a handy That's a handy guy to have around. But yeah. where it turns bad, and this is close to the one upper. It is everything but the kitchen sink guy who also complains about it. Oh, yeah. You can't. You, I'll give you two a day. Two complaints a day about how heavy your pack is <laughs> if you have everything but the kitchen sink in there. Because I am, I am somebody that brings a lot of stuff, and my backpack's always heavy. Maybe not everything but the kitchen sink. Yeah. But can't complain complain doesn't do any good because you're the one that packed that backpack yep yep you're the one that had to bring everything with you you packed your fears so 
Yeah, I've I've dealt with that guy before. I, I remember my first time doing anything like this, uh, and I was kind of like that. Even on Kilimanjaro the first couple days, because we just brought like day packs. Um, but I remember putting so much stuff in there thinking, I'm going to need this, I'm going to need this, I'm going to need this. My back was killing me by the end of that hike the first day. And I remember all of us, like there were a bunch of us were amateurs. And they, uh, the end of the day, we all went through our backpacks and we drastically unloaded stuff. And the next day we didn't take anything near that with us. The, the going over all your gear and ditching what you don't need and doing that shakedown. That's one of the really exciting parts of whenever you first start backpacking and finding someone who will help you with the shakedown to talk sense to you is huge. Yes. And if you don't have that, someone check out John Kelly's YouTube channel. Absolutely. And we then, got all kinds of great ideas for you. Yes. So we can solve that problem real easy. Yeah. And, and that's, like I said, there's not nothing wrong with the person that brings everything. It's just when they complain about it, when they chose to bring all that stuff. Absolutely. You want to take over, uh, you want to take over the, the next one? Yeah. The next one. This one hurts because, uh, I've been this guy three times now and it bothers me. Like, I guess technically it doesn't mean it's me because it was only three times, but, um, Grayson Highlands tweaked my back hiking up the mountain. Uh, hiking uh, in Linville Gorge, jacked my ankle up, found the only rock on a very smooth, clean trail. It jacked my ankle up. And, uh, I guess in January, uh, of last year, I, uh, completely destroyed my knee jumping off some boulder thing so what we're talking about now is the always injured guy the guy who it doesn't matter what trip you go on he's always injured and now technically <laughs> the stuff i'm talking about isn't that those are actual injuries the always injured guy is the guy who is always injured something always hurts the knee is always twisted. The back <laughs> is always hurting. The feet are always hurting. The, 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 the audible moans and groans as they're hiking along on the trail can be heard from miles away. Those guys can really be frustrating, man. Those guys, <laughs> they need to eat some steak and some chicken and get in the gym. We got to get them with some weight. Take some testosterone tablets. Um yeah. yeah, you need to get them in the weight room and, and put some plates on there and having to pump some iron because I know we're talking about uh, kind of like mocking a little bit fake injuries. Uh, but, you know, if, if you're not a very active person and you get into backpacking, you're very injury prone because your body doesn't know how to uh, to really deal with the, how strenuous it is and like the extra weight that you're putting yep. on your back. So it doesn't matter if you're big or small, um, uh, thin or fat. Like, I think that you need to, uh, help prevent some injury if you will, and not become yeah. that always injured guy. By well, here's the thing too. And here, here's the thing. You, you know, this, everybody twists their ankle on trail. Oh, almost every trip I do. Everybody twists their knee a little bit on trail. Everybody gets a sore back from time to time. Like, that's not an injury. That's just normal. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but we all... just, those are things that happen. But it's it's when you when that happens 
how you react to it is what matters. Can yeah. you can you can you can you deal with it and keep going? Or is it actually an injury? And and so that that guy, man, that guy, let me tell you that guy. I love hiking with that guy. We all got that one friend <laughs> that always gets hurt. I had a buddy growing up and I was like, this is the least coordinated guy that I know. It's like no matter what you do, they always somehow get hurt. And everybody knows somebody like that. Okay, so I've been hiking with you a few times now, right? Uh-huh. Have I ever fallen while we've been hiking? Um, I don't know, I, maybe once. I don't I don't think I have when I've been hiking with you. No, you had a heat stroke once. Let's not talk about that. That was rough. Um, <laughs> but uh that you was totally different. That. that was that was totally different. Um, I'm surprised I was the only one, honestly. But um yeah, but no, then then uh I was hiking. I hadn't I hadn't probably fallen in almost in over a year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um I'd been hiking with uh with my buddy Brian. We did the Sheltoe Trace. And I fell a few times on the Sheltoe Trace. I mean, you're you're hiking three hundred and 25 miles or something like that you're you're bound to fall at least once or twice right Mm. um but i went hiking down in alabama with with brad from as the crow flies hiking and i'd just gotten bifocals believe it or not i wear bifocals because i'm old as dirt (laughs) and uh so i'd just gotten bifocals like maybe a week or two before this trip and what people don't realize with bifocals is especially the ones i've got where you don't have lines because I don't want to look like I'm old. I just want to know that I am. Um, but uh, when you're hiking and you look down, the focus is on things closer to you. So when you look down, your feet and the ground and everything is blurry. So when you're hiking, you have to physically turn your head down and look down so you don't miss things and trip on things. You know what I mean? Sure. But I didn't know that at the time because I only had these things about a week. I fell three times. Oh, I couldn't see you on that park. hike. I dude, I just I fell three times. I remember I, I remember thinking to myself, man, Brad must think I'm the most ridiculously clumsy human being on the freaking planet because I just kept falling down. My buddy Josh is there with me. You've met Josh, and Josh just looks at me and goes, Are you okay? Because we'd hiked miles and miles and miles together, uh-huh. and I'd never fallen, and I fell three times on that trip. I've seen Brad fall too. Don't you feel bad? Oh, we all fall, but it's just one of those things of like, man, I fell three times on one trip. It was in one day of the trip. Sometimes it's not clumsiness. Sometimes, like, it depends on what shoes I'm wearing, but mm-hmm. if they don't have aggressive enough tread, but I'm still like fully confident in them. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, once you backpack so much, you get, or just hiking in general, you kind of get a feel of like, if you're standing on a rock, do you feel like you could put your full weight on it? Do you need to lean back? Like, is is this slick spot going to hold you? Right. Like, Especially much? crossing water. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anything water, anything steep, like you're trusting your shoes. And, you know, sometimes you don't trust it. So you like get down and you get four points of contact or whatever. But sometimes I'm just like, yep, these are good shoes. And I'm experienced in this situation. So I'm just trusting them. And then you step and then they slide right out from under you. <laughs> slide right out from under you. That's the worst. That happens all the time, man. Yeah. I mean, people fall, but there's nothing worse than the guy who, when those things happen, suddenly the moaning and the whining and the complaining begin. Yeah. Pull up your britches. Keep going. That's right. right. I got one more. Last guy. 
this this one this one's uh this one's touchy for you isn't it it is but i've gotten better and better and better since uh since i started backpacking i used to be part of the brunch club still am <laughs> that's who you had that's who you hung out with this weekend that's right the you brunch hung out with the brunch club, club. little reuniting of the brunch club and we're the brunch club because on long trail we'd sleep in we get started uh even at this music festival the uh the history continued because each morning i didn't leave my tent until at least 10 a.m but also it's a music festival so you're staying up you're dancing you're having fun yeah yeah listening to music to like three in the morning so there's my excuse there but on trail we call it the sleep in guy the and sleep in guy that's right. And this guy, he's always the last to get up. And it's not such a big deal unless you you have to leave together. Because I remember one trip we were on in Big South Fork, and uh, Michael was on it too. And I don't think you know him. He is somebody that Jason met whenever he was in Colorado, and he happened to be from Louisville, Kentucky. But okay. they had crossed past in Colorado. And then uh, – after their paths crossed, they hung out at camp and everything. And then Jason got his contact info. And then we all went backpacking together. I think there's four of us, Jason, Michael, me, and another buddy. And we stayed up pretty late that night in Big South Fork after backpacking. And whenever we were packed up and ready to leave, we were, we were waking Michael up. Now, we drove separate, so it wasn't a big deal. He was like, yeah, I'm just going to stay here. I'll I'll see you guys later. And so we all, all the rest of the three of us left. Yeah. But if it's somebody that you have to drag along with you, which half the time is myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sleepy what, guy. What, what is it called? Waiting on a stringer? Waiting on a stringer. That's right. Jason even wrote a little song. He never, I don't I think I got a video of him yeah. singing that song in one of my videos. Yeah. He's, he's still got some work to do on bringing the chorus in and wrapping it together with the bridge. But uh, the tides are starting to turn because I've been getting up. I was going to say, I've noticed uh, watching some some trip videos that uh, you tend to be up before Jason a lot now. And I know there was a trip you that we went on that you were up before Jason. Yes. And I typically don't have to wake him up. That's not a thing. But yeah. I have found that the solution is, I say, Jason, what time is wheels up? What time are we actually rolling out? What time do I have to be out of here? And if I have that established, then I can decide, do I want to eat, pack up, and poop? Because if I do, that's going to be an hour and a half. But if I just need to pack up and get out, yeah, not even brush my teeth, we're talking about 25 minutes. Yeah, it's doable. Yeah, and it is. On the long trail, if I really had to get up and get out, what I would do is first thing I do is brush my teeth, pack everything up, and then I would wait until we got to the next shelter to cook my breakfast. And that kind of forces you to take a break there, and it forces you to get like five or six miles in first thing in the morning. So you can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. But That's the true. Turning, Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, we, we're going to start calling it waiting on a wall. Waiting on a wall. That's right. As a matter of fact, if you guys want to send him messages and ask him what it's like waiting on a wall, that would be incredible. Yes, his favorite is when you comment on his videos and ask him, 
Absolutely. Comment on his like watch his video next week. They usually come out Mondays, like every other Monday. Uh-huh. And so I don't think he has one coming out this next week, but I know he's got one coming out the week after. So get on his videos or just find old videos. Maybe all of his old videos. As a matter of fact, watch his entire library and leave a comment on every video. <laughs> Wait, that we're all waiting on a wall. Waiting on a wall. <laughs> but yeah, that is the seventh and final person that I and John have come up with that are some of the most annoying people to walk with on trail. Yeah, if you've got someone that you want to add to this list, leave a comment for us either uh, here on YouTube or you can leave a comment by leaving us a voice message on our Anchor website. Uh, You can just go to backpackingpodcast.com and it'll take you right there and you can leave us a voice message. And if we like your voice message and it's funny enough, we may just play it on one of our podcasts. Yeah, that would be fun, man. This is a fun episode. That was a fun little giggly episode. <laughs> well, I just love the fact that we can identify with some of these guys ourselves. You know? Well, you have to you have to poke fun at yourself. Otherwise, it's no fun. That's the truth. That is the truth. And with that said, for myself and Jeremiah, the king of backpacking stringer, you all have a great week, and we will catch you on the next one. Adios. Adios.